Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. If you'd like to call into our program today, use our toll-free number, 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send an email, the address is Leah at ComeBackToYourSenses.com. Now, here's health and wellness specialist, Leah Brenda Smith. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith, and thanks for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. Today's topic is gathering wisdom from our dreams. I was just thinking before, um, while I was listening to the news, uh, the, the feed at the beginning of the show, about some of actually the most connected, most precious moments I think that I've had uh, in terms of really connecting with the spirit world, have been through uh, through the dream state, and how blessed we are to have that opportunity every night to to go off and gather information and gather support and and gather what it is that we need to steady ourselves sometimes to keep us in balance or to experience just deep levels of uh, of grace actually that are available as well um, through through the dream state and. You know, some people remember their dreams, and their dreams are really vivid, and other people would tell you they never remember their dreams and think that they don't dream. You know, and some of us dream in black and white, but most people dream in color. And from the time we're little babies until we die, our minds are constantly producing dreams while our bodies and our brains are at rest and while we're sleeping. And this is happening all the time. So even for the folks that think that they don't dream, they do, in fact, they do, in fact, dream. Hmm. So dreaming really is a symbolic language. And it's really there. It's designed to communicate your inner wisdom to you while you're sleeping. And part of the subconscious that processes dreams, that's your dream self, if you like, it It sends these messages in the form of all kinds of symbols and images. And it portrays different kinds of ideas and situations and scenarios, all in this visual type of language. And I think that we've spent a lot of time actually focused on the visual in the dreams because the visuals are so spectacular. And uh, I guess uh, 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 some of us would swear that our dreams could 
uh, win the cinematography awards, you know, at uh, at these award ceremonies because things are so incredible and the special effects are are really something. Yet, I've come to really appreciate that it's really the feeling tones in the dreams that are where the potency of the messages are, and that the the the, the rest of it, the visual images, if you like, are the uh, the container, if you like, the the context, and the feeling tones are the content, really. And I think we sometimes have that that mixed around because the images are so vivid. More than likely, you recognized yourself, you know, times where you can see a direct correlation between what's going on in your daily life and then what you're dreaming. And sometimes it's more obvious and easier to notice than others. You know, when you're in the midst of turmoil or you have relationship stress or job stress, it's easy to see that that kind of thing is playing out in your dreams. And other times, they're just filled with imagery and symbolism that is maybe not so... You can't draw such a clear straight line to what it has to do with your daily life. And especially in those kinds of situations, look for the feeling tones in the dreams. How does it make you feel? Because there's no real constants when it comes to, to dreams. Our dreams are really highly personal, and they vary so much from person to person. And some would suggest that that's why it's difficult to study dreams or really quantify them. And another reason folks would suggest is that that maybe we don't have such definitive uh, science and things around dreams is that for all we know about the brain, really in 2013 we have really yet to really delve into the full capacity of what the brain really is about. Yet we're certainly headed in the right direction. So, you know, we know little about the brain in terms of dreaming and even in terms of figuring out math problems and all types of uh, all types of things so one of the things that is definitive though is that we do see that the dreams are playing out events from our waking lives and we may not understand all of how this actually happens but let's look for a moment at how the brain processes memories and we all know that we have these long-term and short-term memories. And then those memories really are subdivided into uh, categories that can maybe show us a little bit more of how the brain works. So really in the category of the long-term memories, we have what's referred to as episodic and declarative memory. So the declarative memory deals with things that you can state or declare to be true. You know, things like the sky is blue, 2 plus 2 is 4, my favorite color is blue, that type of thing. And then the episodic memories are there as a result of your life experiences. Um, as an example, I'm afraid of catfish because I had an experience at the beach when I was 10 and a catfish bit my foot. So we have those episodic and declarative types of memories and for centuries we've really tried to figure out just why our brains play out these nightly scenarios in our dreams 
And even the early civilizations, they thought that the dream worlds were real and that the physical worlds, they're real like the physical world and, and that they could, they're physical, that the dream worlds were real worlds like the physical world and that the only way to enter those dream worlds was obviously through the dream state. And then researchers, they seem to keep bantering back and forth with a lot of theories about dreams. And for the most part, the theories are divided into two types of categories. And one is the idea that dreams are only physiological stimulations. And the other theories really are based on that the dreams are really psychologically necessary. So there's really those two schools of thinking. And from a physiological perspective, it's really based on, really on the idea that we dream in order to exercise various neural connections. And some of these theories are based on the idea that dreaming allows us to sort through our problems, the events of the day, things that are requiring our attention in some way. And even some of the theorists think that dreams might be prophetic. So there's some that believe it's physiological, just to exercise our neural connections, and then others that believe it's psychological, and that the dreams are helping us to work through our problems and events of the day. And then there's others that really feel that dreaming is really a combination of both of those experiences. And how can you do a show on dreams and not mention uh, Dr. Sigmund Freud? He, he comes from the uh, psychological theories and he was all based on the ideas of that our dreams are really about repressed longings. So the desires that we are, we're not able to express in social settings. He felt that dreams allowed the unconscious mind to act out those unacceptable thoughts and desires. And because of that, his theories about dreams were always focused primarily on sexual desires and sexual symbolism. And then one of the, his um, colleagues, and actually someone that studied under Freud initially, Carl Jung, he, he was clear to him that he had different ideas than Freud did about what was really going on in the dream state. And so he went in his own direction. He agreed with the psychologists about the origins of the dream. But rather than thinking that our dreams really are about primal needs and repressed wishes, he really felt that our dreams really allow us to reflect on our waking, waking selves, really to solve problems or to help us to think things through a little better. So that's the kind of support he felt that the dream state was lending to us. Now, most of the experts believe that we dream to assist the body with rest and to repair the body and to rejuvenate. And then others speculate that we dream for psychological reasons to examine the day's events to reduce and relieve stress, and then also to provide an outlet for our pent-up emotions.
could get this idea, too, that you could see dreams like the brain's way of rebooting the system. And others say that our dreams connect us to significant sources of guidance. And that through the dream state, we're able to visit with and be close to our loved ones that are no longer here with us in the physical world. And that through our dreams, we can maintain active relationships with our loved ones. And another popular idea is that during the dream time, we gather together with like-minded souls and remain focused on our individual spiritual growth and development and also to participate in uh, more of a collective goal of bringing balance and integrity and harmony to our global family and our global village. So there's lots of ideas, lots of benefits, lots of inquiry into what dreams are about and how do they serve us. And there's suggested some uh, five common functions, really, of uh, what the experience of dreaming is, is about for us. And there is that wish fulfillment, right? That straightforward satisfying of our desires, more akin to what Freud uh, thought of things. And then the, the resolution idea of sorting through previous experiences to help you come through, come up with solutions. And then there's information processing and memory. So that's really about integrating your life experiences. A way of the brain integrating the stimulus of the day and then consolidating your memories, if you like, into those memory files, into the declarative and the episodic types of, of memories. And then there's the idea of uh, the coping mechanisms, right? The dreams that help you um, go through the challenging times in life, whatever the challenges are, that through dreaming we can help to work things out, coping mechanisms. And then the um, fifth one is an idea of compensation, so the idea of that in the dream state, we're able to balance out our life experiences. Um, just an example, if you are more sort of low-key energy, low-key in your waking state, that maybe your dreams, in your dreams, there'll be a lot of exhilaration and adventure. So as a way of sort of compensating and finding balance. Those are some of the ideas then about why we dream or the function of dreaming and how that can help us. And Really, you know, since ancient times, you know, the Greeks and the Egyptians believed that that people had had the power to really draw meaning from their dreams. And even as uh, as uh, early as the second century, there were these works being created to help you interpret your dreams. And in modern times, really. I think we have a better understanding that the world of our dreams is just another reality that we participate in, and we participate in it every, every night. And although I think it's easy, no matter what culture you're from, it's easy to kind of dismiss the value of dreaming. It's obviously an important part of, of who we are. 
And uh, I think someone guesstimated that Joe, over the course of a lifetime, you actually spend six years of your life dreaming. So that's a significant uh, uh, pastime, the dream time. Imagine that, six years of dreaming. Hmm. And it certainly shows that it's an important part of who we are. And we also know that it's easy to miss the, the signposts, if you like, or the signals, or the different perspectives that may come to us in the dreams to help us with some of the challenges that we're, we're going through in our daily life. But it's also good to know that anybody can interpret their dreams. And it's not really just something for those that are already attuned to you know, being more aware of the subconscious self or the healing arts or people that are more involved with their psychic abilities. But that it's really something that's available to everybody. And I would say certainly if you have a keen interest in delving further into it, it's like any other practice. You know, it's something that with some focus, some intention and regularity with practice, you can become... Uh, versed with your own dream symbols and um, um, even create your own dream dictionary based on what images, the kinds of meanings and different feelings, what that has to do with you and who you are. Now, sometimes dreams are precognitive. They have that idea of sort of giving you a sense of the future. And, you know, when we pay attention to dreams like that, sometimes that helps us then to make adjustments in our daily lives so that things can work out in a, in a better way or more favorably for us. And dreams can be seen as a way to solve problems that have been bothering you throughout the day or the week or the month or even, it doesn't matter even if the worries are on, um, uh, on an unconscious level. Because if we're open, if you're open to your dreams, then that gives another avenue for uh, guidance to bring information to you that's useful. And we've all heard examples of, you know, throughout history that in inventors and writers, artists, scientists, that many people have solved problems and even created new ventures via inspiration that they received from their dreams. <laughs> the sewing machine is an example of that, and a computer-controlled anti-aircraft gun, and discoveries about nerve impulses, even the theory of relativity, the benzene molecule, musical masterpieces, fashion trends, and even some of our classical book characters have all been inspired by experiences in the dream time. And dreams help you to learn as you process the day's experiences. And your dreams can even unravel things that you've learned during the day and expedite your learning so that when you awaken, you are actually a little more adept even at whatever it was that you learned the day before. And researchers have seen that 
we perform tasks better after sleeping on them. So when you've learned something and then you have that opportunity in the dream time to incorporate the learning that you're able to perform the tasks better than after having had a good night's sleep. Again, I want to emphasize that dreams help you to connect your current feelings about your life situations and also the feelings that you've had in the past with similar circumstances. So the feeling tones in the dreams really play the biggest role, even though we're mesmerized sometimes by the images. Your dreams can provide you with inspiration and with insight. They can show you, really open a doorway to greater fulfillment, increased health and happiness. Sigmund Freud said that dreams are the royal road to the unconscious activities of the mind. And dreams can also heal and be cathartic. They can act like, uh, if you like, an internal therapist, <laughs> going to a therapist in the night while you're sleeping. And dreams can also help you by helping you get past or closing doors on very difficult times in your life. Sometimes helping you move on from loss or hardship and sorrow by helping you to release the, the emotional hold which is what often keeps us back from things. And then when we can release the attachment or release the emotional hold with something, then it can help us to move on to the next phase of our life. It's said that people who have an active dream life and, and recall those dreams have been shown to heal better from traumatic experiences than people who seem to have no dreams or at least people that don't recall their dreams. And we all know that your dreams can help you to, you know, allow you to act out and dramatize things. You know, you can be creative and in, in aggressive or strong or insane or manipulative or spontaneous or free, well beyond ways that, that you would ever imagine yourself or dare yourself to do in your waking life. And in your dream, you're often taking the leading role. And just another little bit of wisdom about the brain. It's, it's interesting to note that our prefrontal cortex shuts down during dreaming. And that that part represents the cautious, organized part of ourselves. So the prefrontal cortex shuts down, and that allows our emotional side to take over. Uh, which uh, I guess allows us to really uh, be outside of whatever that cautious or organized or controlled part of ourself is. And sometimes people experience that their dreams can diagnose something that's, uh, that's maybe going on with your health. Or you may find that people that are depressed seem to have, uh, you know, their dreams will have no activity really in them. And health issues can get your attention in the dream state. Maybe pain that you've been ignoring. 
may be related to something that might be wrong with you, that some health issue that would be good for you to go and get checked out. And also recurring dreams are a good indicator that something underlying is out of balance. And often they're emotional, associated with emotional issues. And studies have shown that these recurrent dreamers really, they're revealing a lower, um, lower levels of well-being, I guess. People that are having this sort of recycling these same dreams over and over again. And fortunately, our dreams can warn us of, of threats. You know, certainly in earlier times when there were more survival threats on a daily basis that people went through, you know, the, the, what, we ref, what we refer to as the caveman days, you know, they, they, these threats often uh, really meant uh, shorter lifespans. And it's possible that dreams which place you in a very vulnerable state were not weeded out through evolution because they gave us insight into recognizing and dealing with threats. And some of the research shows that dreams tend to be more often about threats and negativity than really having sweet dreams. So people are really working things out in the dream state, so to speak. Some suggest that maybe that's really a throwback from these earlier times when we need to be more ready, so to speak, to take on things. And others suggest that it's just ways of our mind clearing, clearing things out. And for sure, there are many folks that feel that your dreams are precognitive and you can have prophetic dreams. And uh, I certainly have had uh, both precognitive and prophetic dreams, as I'm, as I'm sure many of you have as well. Um, it's not something that necessarily happens every night, but it's certainly a gift of grace when it comes. So there's great theories, lots of theories about why we dream and how we dream and what meaning we can assign to our dreams and you know the idea that your dreams can provide insights into your lives and your feelings. And at the same time, a lot of people report that it's difficult to remember their dreams. And there are some things that can uh, impact your ability to remember your dreams, like a lack of focus or mm, poor sleep habits and being so tired that you sleep really deeply and even alcohol and drugs. And of course, the new parent syndrome also can get in the way of dreaming and remembering your dreams. And it's also good to know that these problems can be easily remedied. And if anybody really has an earnest interest, you know, with conscious effort, it's possible to train yourself to remember your dreams. It's pretty, pretty well true of most things with some conscious focus and effort and practice and due diligence, as they say. We can develop all kinds of skills. And remembering your dreams is one of those. So for those that are, are, that are interested in some little tactics, if you like, or little techniques or tips on how to, how to do that, they're, they're pretty straightforward. Um, 
the idea of just making a conscious decision to remember your dreams, so bringing that to the forefront of your, of your thinking, the forefront of your mind, that you're going to remember your dreams will give you a better chance of remembering them. And the idea of putting a pad and, and pen or pencil um, right by your bedside so that you have a way of uh, recording your dreams. And um, the idea, some suggest even of, um, you know, put your alarm clock close to your beds. Be nice to be able to turn that off before, um, before it actually rings and, um, and disturbs you and, and start to jot down some of those ideas. But also people are suggesting that you put a, uh, you could put a sticky note there by your clock to give you a little prompt to ask you what did you dream or to have you to remember to write your dream down. And going to bed early enough to get adequate sleep on a consistent basis will help with a dream call. If you sleep too little, it will limit the number of dreams you have. And people that sleep less than six hours have a harder time, you know, remembering their dreams. And another thing you could do is really to think about, uh, you know, a major challenge or difficulty or an emotional concern that you might have. You could kind of drift off to sleep with that in your mind, not really going into the details of it, but just as a sort of a, a thought there in the mind. And bringing that to the forefront of your mind is really a way of opening the doorway to allowing that to come more into your dream and to uh, also give a prompt for you to remember what the dream is. You'll often have more insight regarding the problem if you do that. And then again, Concentrate on and focus on remembering or recalling your dream as soon as you wake up. Typically, we tend to just remember the last dream we had before we woke up. And um, folks would suggest that if you kind of um, look to, to start to um, jot that down, as soon as you get up or even before you start moving, just when you wake up and you're grabbing the last pieces of your dream, just stay in that position and stay with that a little bit to see uh, how much of the dream you can actually bring forward. And then when you actually record your dream, you know, to jot down as much as possible as you can remember, you could just do like an, an overview sketch uh, or idea of it sort of the location, you know, what the basic sort of idea or plot was, who the characters were in the dream, the um, overall emotions of the dream, you know, were, was it a happy dream, were you scared in the dream, and any, any like really strong images or things that are really prominent that, that stand out. And then certainly if you remembered any, any dialogue, because that would certainly be what you would lose uh, more quickly, would be the dialogue that happened in the dream. So just to record whatever it is that you can remember, even if it's only one image, or one thought, or one feeling. As you may find, and I've found this so often, that you know the dream will come back to me during the day, even times when I don't remember what I've dreamt when I, when I first wake up, yet somehow, or sometime throughout the day, the dream will be there. 
I've even found that with dreams that I've had even years ago sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what it is that triggers it, but sometime during the day I'll just be be there kind of suspended for a few moments back in a dream from from a previous time and then looking at the the theme of it or looking at the emotion of it and going oh yeah identifying what the feeling was and seeing how that is related to things that are going on in the present And some folks really are in the habit, you know, these are the serious, <laughs> the serious dream journalists that, that would uh, even write down their dreams in the middle of the night. You know, you wake up sometimes to, to go to the, uh, the bathroom or you just wake up and roll over and if there's a dream there, there, these dream enthusiasts, if you like, would be grabbing their notebook and and jotting something down that they could remember. And in that way, it's a way of being able to catch some of those dreams that you have throughout the night and not just the ones that you're left with in the morning. And then another um, approach uh, that some folks would take would be actually to have some kind of little recording, you know, on your phone or a little recorder or whatever that you can uh, just speak a few details about things that you remember as they come up, either as a way of using a dream journal that way, that it's actually a voice recorder, or during the day as things come up. So certainly for those that are really um, interested and, and want to take uh, this on, it can be for people a serious daily practice. And other people have a milder interest. Some people just have a curiosity about their dreams and what they mean and what those symbols are trying to tell us and how it is that we can figure out what's going on emotionally with us by what's happening in our dreams. Because you know, our dreams really have that, to give the opportunity to create a unification, if you like, between the body and the mind and the spirit. And dreams can give us insight into ourselves. It can be very much a part of self-exploration. can be very much a part of our spiritual journey. can be part of our growth and development. And so by looking into your dreams and the content of your dreams, the feeling tones and the themes in your dreams, it can give you a better understanding of, of yourself. You know, those that really are more of the, uh, lean more towards the physiological idea of why we dream, they would suggest that really our dreams are just really fragments of images and memory. But for centuries, people have been looking at dreams as both omens and insight into their own psyches. And many think that dreams are full of symbolic messages. And that they may not be clear on the surface, but if we dig a little bit deeper and really think about what's going on in our lives, then we can usually come up with an interpretation that makes sense to us or assign some kind of meaning, go, yeah, what does that feel like for me? And take a little time now and just look at some of these common uh, dream themes and um, some of the common uh, interpretations that people that are involved in the, in the study of dreams really um, uh, give us this information that uh, 
chasing dreams, you know, may represent your way of coping with fears or stress of various situations in your waking life. So those chasing dreams. You know, the idea that instead of confronting a situation, you're running away and avoiding it. And those are very common dreams and can, for some people, be extremely frightening. You may want to ask yourself, what are the problem? You know, what's the problem that you're running away from? And, and it might depend on who's chasing you in your dream. You know, it might be a problem at work or something about yourself or have to do with relationship or family. Or it may be really based on something, as an example, if you drink too much and you may dream, and the dream may be telling you that your drinking is becoming a problem for you. And have you ever had those dreams, you know, where you're running, but you're not really getting anywhere? And that can be like a, a closely related to the, the idea of, of the chasing dream, right? You're trying to run, but either your legs won't move or you simply just aren't getting anywhere as if you're on a treadmill. And according to some people, this kind of a dream would mean that you, you just have too much going on. You're trying to do too many things at one time and you have that idea of never feeling like you're able to get caught up. And I know there are some people that feel like that a, a good long time, a good portion of the time, which means that they're feeling like that for a long time. So you may want to look at that and find a way to lighten your load. And then there's, you know, we've all had those exams or test dreams, you know, and the, the dream folks say that this is really has to do with your self-esteem and confidence or your lack of confidence. And maybe you're worried that you're not measuring up to other people's expectations. And these kinds of dreams are also common ones. You know, you suddenly realize that you're supposed to be taking an exam, and yet you may be still running through the hallways or you can't find the right classroom or... And this kind of a dream can have different, different types of variations, yet similar meanings. It could be that your pen won't write, or you can't finish writing your answers. Or... And some say that this might be about you really scrutinizing yourself or feeling like someone else is scrutinizing you. You may feel like you're facing a challenge that you're not sure if you're really up to or you don't feel prepared. or And it may also mean that there's something that you've been neglecting that you know needs your attention. And then there's those falling dreams. You're feeling overwhelmed and out of control in some situation in your waking life. Or you've lost your foothold and you can't hang on or you can't keep up with the hustle and bustle of daily life. You fall and there's nothing that you can hold on to. You don't feel supported. You may ask yourself, you know, where does your support come from? You know those dreams, you're falling and falling and then all of a sudden you wake up. And it's also a very common dream. Symbolizing insecurities and anxiety. Something in your life essentially being out of control and there's nothing you can do to stop it. 
or it could be about having a sense of failure about something. Maybe you're not doing well at work or at school or with projects you're taking on. Again, it's that feeling then. It's the feeling tone, not so much the falling, but the feeling tone of being out of control. And then one of my favorites, the flying dreams. <laughs> may mean that you're on top of the situation or that you've risen above something. You have a new sense of freedom. And there are many, you know, flying dreams that are a result of lucid dreaming, but not all flying dreams are that. But typically dreaming that you're flying means that you really hear, you, you're on top of things or you have a, you're in control of things that matter to you or you've gained a new perspective on things. So sometimes if you feel like you've kind of turned a corner in something that you were struggling with or that was very challenging for you or you've let go of something that was significant for you that you can have that sense of a new sense of perspective in those flying dreams. Sometimes it could mean that you're feeling very strong-willed and feeling like uh, nothing can defeat you. And if you're having trouble maintaining your flight, someone or something may be standing in the way of your, your progress. Or if you're afraid while you're flying, you may have challenges that you don't feel up to. And then the naked dreams, also very common. You know, becoming horrified to realize that you're walking around naked in public. It's a reflection, perhaps, of feeling vulnerable or a kind of sense of some shame in some way. Or you may be hiding something. Or you're afraid that others can see right through you. And they suggest that if you... If you dream that you're proud of the nakedness and you're showing no embarrassment or shame, then it could symbolize that you have nothing to hide and that you're proud of who you are. I think probably most people have had a dream similar to this at some point, whether you're, you know, it's a school or work or so, so, social situation where you, where you show up and you don't have your clothes on. It might be that you feel that you're not prepared for something. It might be like a presentation or a test or something like that. Or that you're just feeling that you're, uh, that you're um, overexposed. And in your dream, if nobody notices, then the interpretation is that whatever you're afraid of is unfounded. That it's just something going on in your mind. One of those imagined things. And then those teeth dreams, you know. One theory is that your teeth reflect your anxiety about your appearance and how others perceive you. And another is that you use your teeth to bite and tear and chew and gnaw and that they, they represent power. So the loss of your teeth in your dream could represent a loss of power. losing our teeth. You know, some would say that it's, that it's that sense of embarrassment, being embarrassed by your appearance. And, and other theories would suggest that it's really about communication. 
And maybe there are things that you're not speaking. You're not speaking your mind. You're not speaking up about what's really going on with you. You know, recurring dreams and nightmares. You know, many people may have similar dreams many times, either over a short period of time or throughout their lifetime, these recurring dreams. And it usually means that something in your life, there's something going on that you're not acknowledging that's causing you stress. And the dream repeats because you have not corrected the problem. You've not brought the situation into balance. Some would suggest that if you're experiencing recurring dreams, that it may be related to some trauma from the past that you're trying to deal with. And so as you go through the layers of healing and recovery, that the dreams will reoccur and then will lessen over time. So, you may want to ask yourself about, you know, what, sometimes we're looking too deeply and we could look just for the obvious meaning. So some questions you might want to ask yourself is, what is the dream trying to tell me on a literal level? You know, you may have just misplaced your car keys, so in your dream you might see an image of a bowl, the bowl where you left them or the bowl where you usually leave your keys and then the place where your keys are. And so you wouldn't have to wonder what these symbols are. It really is just showing you where your keys are. You might want to reflect on your real-life situation that your dream reminds you of. Are there particular events going on in your daily life that have elements of concern or that lack resolution for you? So even whatever those feeling tones are, you know, focus on the feeling tones and ask yourself if you've had the experience or the dream before. If you're dreaming about something that you've forgotten, then it's a good idea to keep revisiting the dream because it's probably trying to tell you something that you need to be reminded of. And... Pay attention to, you know, dreams that are distorted or there's unreality in your dreams because sometimes they're just about, you know, TV shows or something you've you've read online or a book you're reading or and the subconscious mind is just bringing bringing it into this, you know, the technicolor in your dream in your dream state and really isn't about anything other than that. Do you want to look for the representation of your feelings and your emotions? You know, dreams often come in the form of metaphors, like a puzzle, right, waiting us to piece it together. And when you're looking for this level of dream, you want to really ask yourself questions like, how did the dream, you know, what was the feeling that I was left with? And what are the principal emotions that that are coming from the dream? is it's likely that your emotions in the dream are replaying emotions that are already impacting you during your waking hours. You know, if you're angry at someone, if you're feeling down, or you're not meeting a deadline, or feeling happy that a friend is coming to visit. Or so you can see a direct correlation then between what's going on in the, in the dream state and what's going on in your 
in your waking, waking time. And really, the practice of honesty is an important companion with you along your journey into gathering wisdom from your dreams. It's, so there is that level of if you want to use your dreams as a tool for gathering the wisdom that you need to be willing to put the effort in and practice and pay attention to the dreams if you want to interpret your dreams. But you also need to be honest about your feelings and emotions. You know, because really your dreams will hardly ever tell you something that you don't already know on some level. But it's just more likely that what's really going on is that you're, you're just repressing, you're pushing something aside so that you're in the dream is just trying to bring it forward to you, bring it to the forefront. But a good key then, a good key for remembering and working with your dreams is to understand that there is no rules to dream interpretations. So there's no rights or wrong ways of interpreting or no right or wrong process way to go about this. It is really that key about being honest with yourself. You know, self-knowledge and the willingness to apply your dream knowledge to your waking life situations. You know, a, a successful dream interpretation really is whatever your interpretation is that resonates with you when it feels like, oh yeah, that feels right for me. It can give you a sense of that you're on the right track or following your path in a good, in a good direction. So you can really think of that this way is that, that there would be certain elements to give you the idea if you're on the right track and you're while you're on your uh, process of interpreting your dreams, would be that, that somehow your dream interpretations are adding something positive to your personal growth and your emotional or spiritual fulfillment. Another indication would be that you enjoy your, the activity of working with your dreams, recording your dreams and looking through them and finding the, the meanings that are specific to you. Because it doesn't make sense really to carry on with this process if it's not something that you're that you're enjoying doing. And the idea, too, that your um, abilities with it and your ease with it and comfortability would improve, you know, regularly as you continue to be engaged in the activity. And that you're able to find your own interpretations rather than just uh, accepting someone else's interpretation of dream symbols. You can use those general interpretations as kind of building blocks for you to, to kind of uh, create a foundation and then get more personal about what these symbols and what these feelings really are for you. And then obviously if you, if you engage on a path of trying to use dream interpretation for yourself and gathering wisdom from your dreams and you feel like it's not working for you, then... Maybe there's another approach or another practice that would, um, would be, you would feel better suited for. You know, you want to keep in mind that your dreams are subjective things. And 
think of the purpose and the function of dreams really as that opportunity to engage in the spirit world. The connection between the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind. The opportunity for creative solutions or working through problems. Even if you remember your dreams or don't remember your dreams, that that's still going on. And there's a great opportunity to visit others and develop our relationships in the dream state. And fortunately, it doesn't matter. It's a great, a great venue for working things out because whether you're comfortable with the other person or whether the energy is harmonious or not, you can't be physically harmed or hurt in the dream time. So it gives a good opportunity to really work things out with people. And then to just to remember that the dream time is its own reality. And it's as real as any other dimension. And even though it's not always easy to make a direct beeline back to your daily life, that, there, that the, the experiences that are going on in the dream time have um, value for you. Uh, beyond even what you can line the dots up for. You know, and it used to be that the the dream time was the best place for us, really, for visiting. It's a great opportunity to visit with our deceased loved ones and our have communication with our guides and to feel that ongoing kind of support and love and exchange, really maintaining relationships with our loved ones that have passed already from the earth. But more and more people are finding that they're able to do these types, these particular types of things also during the waking waking state. And some people would find, too, that the, the dream state and the waking state are, are coming to merge even more than we may have once expected, that it's easy just through um, moments of deep relaxation throughout the day or when you ever take some time to just sit and be still and be a little reflective, that you can have a sense of kind of that the dream time, the dream world is really quite beside and beside you or parallel with you and that we can kind of dip in and out of that kind of a state just through um, opportunities to take a little a little relaxation and receive some images and some feeling tones and some guidance that can move us in a direction that maybe wasn't so obvious so that is our show today on gathering wisdom from your dreams and I thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and I am your ever-grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.